What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the Ready State Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Zamora. Welcome to the show. So today I want to speak to you about the new movie called The Exorcist Believer and also about the movie Saw X. The Exorcist Believer got a bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know by how much? It got a 22% from the actual critics. That's crazy. I was surprised. I first saw that on Twitter and I couldn't believe it, man. I'm really surprised. I've seen the original movie of The Exorcist. And to me, I'm mostly like a casual fan for this franchise. Like, this is the only film I have seen from this franchise. I haven't seen the second one or third one. Just the original, okay? But... To me, the the first one, it was okay. It wasn't the best horror movie I've ever seen. But to be honest, um, supposedly this movie, the original one, was like a movie that changed the horror genre in a way. But I'm very surprised because The Exorcist Believer should have had a good rating. And plus, they're planning on making two more movies of this franchise. This was supposedly a sequel to the original movie. They did the same thing with the Halloween movies, like the newest ones that came out. The one that came out in 2018, that was a sequel to the original one that came out in 1978. But that franchise, those movies, the continuation for that series, I believe they did well. The 2018 version was good. Halloween Kills was next, and I believe that was the best one from the three movies that came out. Halloween S was my least favorite one. But yeah, man, I I am surprised that it didn't get a good rating. And for the audience score, guys, it got a 55%. That's not good, man. (laughs) That's bad, and the movie just came out yesterday. I usually record my podcasts on Saturdays. So that you guys that are new here, I actually do record my podcast on Saturdays. So yeah, for me, it already came out, but it just came out a a day later. Maybe that rating is going to go even more down. I don't know. That's insane, man. But for Saw X, this one got a good review. It got a good rating from the critics and also from the audience. The critics actually gave it an 82%. A B is still good. Like if you have a B on a class, you're still passing, right? It's still a good score. There's been so many Saw movies. I can't believe they're already on the 10th one, man. I've seen most of them. I think probably my least favorite one was probably... The one with Chris Rock. That one wasn't really that interesting. And I don't know. They, they could have gotten. No, no offense to Chris Rock. But they should have gotten a, a better actor to play that role. I don't know if they were going for the comedy route in a way. But I don't know. It just, it just didn't fit Chris Rock. Like I only really see him in comedy movies. 
And maybe he was just trying to do something new. Like, he was just trying to make a serious movie. But, like, nah, man. I, I feel like he's better at, at making comedy movies and being a stand-up comedian. No offense to Chris Rock if he's listening to this. But, yeah, man. I believe it was in the best one from the franchise. But my favorite one has to be Saw 2. Because it really did connect everything that happened in the very first one. And like the plot twist. It was something new that I have never seen at the time. And I was very young when I saw this man. I was very young. Maybe like 11 years old. Maybe even younger. <laughs> yeah. What was I doing man? I was just watching all these movies when I was young. But yeah Saw 2 was definitely one of my favorites from the franchise the other ones i don't know they're probably mostly forgettable what i do mostly remember from the franchise is basically the traps and <laughs> that's what i mostly remember from these movies not what really happens in the story for the movies but mostly like like the traps that the survivors had to go through like the first one with the huge thing that is covering their mouth. And also the the one that he had to... He had to get the key out from the eye. <laughs> Oof. I hate things that had to do with eyes, man. Like, there's a kill on Final Destination. The, the movie called Final Destination 5. If you guys have never seen it. There was this girl that had to go visit the, the doctor. And she, she had to get her eyes checked. And the thing is, I think supposedly she was going to get a, I forgot what was the procedure called, but she was trying to get her vision better. But the thing is, the death followed her and it kind of ruined her eyes. When I first saw that man, eesh, I hated it. The other scene, that one just came out for the movie, uh, talk to me if you guys have never seen talk to me i will spoil it for you <laughs> okay so it's just a minor spoiler no never mind it's a big spoiler so fair warning guys the kid got possessed right and also he was poking his eye like he was trying to take out his eye because he was possessed by the demon and he was trying to take his eye out it was like oh no 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 that's crazy. That <laughs> eye horror, that's like one of those things I cannot do, man. Like I had to look away. Eesh. But anyways, going back to Saw. Like I said, Saw 2 is the best one from the franchise. And mostly I do remember just the traps, not the storyline. Like I know Jake Saw, he is the main antagonist. And we know why he does what he does. He believes that people aren't innocent, right? And also, they should face the consequences by getting a second chance at life. And the thing is, they have to go through surviving these games. If they survive it, then they'll live. But if they don't, they die. That's the crazy part. That's what made this franchise so interesting in the first place. And I don't think it can't be replicated. 
maybe like the only person or the only franchise that can actually go up against Jigsaw is probably the Collector. That's probably the only other person that I see. Like, let's do it like a fantasy match. They have Jigsaw versus the Collector. That will be a huge movie to see both of these guys in one film together. That would be really cool. Like, Freddy versus Jason. We'll probably have Jigsaw versus the Collector. But instead of fighting each other, since Jigsaw it is kind of older, they would just try to outsmart each other. Yeah, man. That would be cool if they ever do it like that. But I really don't know what happened with the Collector. They have really have gone downhill with that franchise. They have only made two movies for that. But I believe they should come back, man. Those movies were actually pretty good. The first one, in my opinion, was the best one. But the second one was actually good, too. They should bring it back, though. And now switching gears, guys. going to talk about a fight that just happened on in boxing. Canelo Alvarez defeated Jermel Charlo. I knew it. I knew that he was going to beat him. But I did not know it was going to be too easy. It was way too easy for Canelo, man. I don't know, man. This this guy, he's just so great at what he does. I feel like maybe in the later rounds, around round 9 or 10, I feel like he was an autopilot. He really just didn't care. He was just trying to get his hits. And that's it. And you know how much he got for that fight? He got $50 million. Wow. He has come a long way, man. $50 million for that one fight. It was basically a legalized bank robbery, like how Mayweather says. Wow. $50 million for that one fight. It probably might have been the easiest fight of his career, to be honest. Because I feel like Jermell Charlo wasn't really doing much. Also because he went up to classes, to weight classes to fight Canelo. And maybe his power wasn't really doing much to him. Like every single punch that Canelo was hitting Jermell with, he was actually feeling it. And you can actually hear it from the camera. You can actually hear when he freaking hit him like really hard. Like you hear the boom, boom. It's just, damn, man. Canelo is just so good at what he does. Dude, he has 60 wins now. 60 wins, two draws, and two losses. He is one of the greatest boxers of all time. But now... The only other person that is left to fight him, it is David Benavides. I don't know when we are going to get that fight, but it needs to happen soon. Canelo is getting older, and he has been fighting since he was 15 years old in boxing. In boxing years, that's a lot. And... I don't know how how much damage his body can actually take. 
Like this fight, it seemed like he was in control the whole time, and it seemed like he wasn't having no issues. The other guy that he was facing before Jamel Charlo, it was John Ryder. That guy actually had around 30 wins in his career and five losses. The five losses was the thing that people thought that this was an easy fight for him. That's why people maybe did not pay attention too much to this fight. But I feel like that fight was way more competitive than this fight with Jamel Charlo. Actually, I had a great time watching that fight more than when he fought Jamel Charlo. Like, I feel like I was a little bit bored <laughs> watching him fight Jamel Charlo. But Canelo was trying to give the people a show. He was trying to hit him as much as he can. And probably Jermel only got one clean hit on him on round five. That was it. Just a a left hook. That's it. He really did not do much. Like I said, probably because his power wasn't there. And he was afraid to exchange punches with Canelo. He was facing one of the greats. Yeah, man. Going up two weight classes... For Jamel, it was difficult, but now he needs to stay on his class. The only other person that probably can go up against Canelo, probably it could be Terrence Crawford. Even Terrence, he did mention before on the Joe Rogan podcast that he was thinking of going up against Canelo. I'm not sure which weight class Crawford is, but I know is very low. He's a, in in a lower weight class than Canelo. Maybe two weight classes lower. I'm not really sure. But like his style of fighting, man, is just so good. Maybe he could be the one to be Canelo. That's a fight that is very competitive. And probably that's the only fight that I cannot give you a, a good prediction. On who would win. If Terrence can actually take Canelo's punches. He will probably outbox him. Because Crawford it is that good. Have you seen him fight against Spence? And how he damaged him? People were rooting for Errol Spence to beat Crawford. He was the favorite on that fight. And Terrence was the underdog. People really thought that Terrence was going to lose that fight. But I saw the footage of both fighters. And I came to the conclusion that Terrence was going to beat him, man. I knew it. I knew that he was going to beat him. He was just that great. He is just so smooth with his punches and just his movement. Errol Spence is just mostly a good puncher like he can pressure people but terrence is a good counter puncher like he can trick people and he could get them like that and that's how he beat Errol spence by outboxing him maybe he could be the one to beat canelo but i don't know but i do want to see david benavides versus him we don't know when it's going to happen or if it ever is going to happen. But I can't wait, man. 
It just sucks that we only really see Canelo fight twice a year. He usually just fights around Cinco de Mayo time on that weekend. And also Mexican Independence Day as well. Like in the beginning of September or in the middle of September. That's when he usually fights. But we had to wait like at least how many months? six months until he fights again Mm, seven months a good seven months for him to fight again but we will see who he's gonna go up against man hopefully it is David Benavides like I said before I do believe that David Benavides is the guy to beat him man I'm not sure about Terrence Crawford because of the weight difference but if Canelo ever fights David Benavides, I'm sure, man, I'm sure that he's going to give him a good fight and that David Benavides is going to be the guy to beat him. And now I want to announce a new fight that is coming up in December. You probably might not like him, but <laughs> I do. He's pretty good. He has pretty good speed. He has knockout power. He was defeated by Gervonta Davis. He's going to fight in Houston, Texas. Go Houston. Ryan Garcia is going to fight this guy named Oscar Duarte. Oscar Duarte has around 26 wins in his record. I think one tie and one loss. Both of them have a loss in their record. It all just depends on who wants it more. It really does. If Ryan can actually defeat this guy with just being smart and just outboxing him, then he can do good. He has had to learn from his last fight against Gervonta Davis. Gervonta defeated him and it probably kind of messed up his ego in a way too because... Ryan Garcia thought that he was unstoppable. He really thought that he was going to take him down, but he didn't. Ryan Garcia, he has had to learn of what happened on that fight. He needs to work on his defense more. He's good on his offense, and he has a lot of speed. But his defense, man, he really needs to work on it. If Oscar Duarte gets a good shot at him... Oh, man, it's just game over for Ryan. Yeah, man. He's going to be on December 2nd. I can't wait to see that fight. He's going to be a good one, man. And, yeah, guys, I think that is it for this podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you did make it this far, guys, make sure to follow me on my social medias. And also follow this podcast on wherever it is you're listening to it. If you're listening to it on Spotify, Pandora, on YouTube, make sure to follow it and also recommend it to a friend or a neighbor that actually likes listening to combat sports or horror things. Maybe they will enjoy this podcast as much as you do as well. And probably you can just talk about it too. And that is it, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. Take care. And live to the fullest. Bye.